Welcome to the ETOP Podcast with your host, Richard Walsh. I'm a 30-year business-owning veteran, creator of the ETOP Academy, and best-selling author of Escape the Owner Prison, the contract's new way to scale, regain control, and fast-track growth while loving life. My mission to help 10,000 business owners create the freedom in their lives to do what they want, when they want, and still be massively successful. Now, let's hit our topic for the day. All right, here we are with the ETOP Podcast. Today's guest, Mariana Tudor. She is the CEO of Harmony. Now, they're an organizational specialist, okay? And what they actually really specialize in is office automation, okay? Office automation. Now, this what means she's taking entrepreneurs. She's really helping them get dialed in on what's going on. I know a lot of us as entrepreneurs can struggle with organization because of the many hats we often wear and putting things in order is a big deal, right? And we're going to talk a lot about this with Mariana today. So I'm going to let her do the explain as I always do. So Mariana, welcome to the show. Welcome to the top podcast. Come on board. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for asking. All right. Well, it's so good to have you on here. This is kind of an interesting topic because um, I think a lot of people struggle with true organization. You know, and, and the thing that we talk about a lot in ETOP and the Academy and everything else is about outsourcing, right? There's a lot of when, when, it, when it makes sense, you do it. And that's, mm-hmm. that's the important thing. So this is one of those things. And as from a virtual standpoint, too, to be able to do this, I'm really fascinated to talk to you about this and the services you offer and how you're actually doing this, because I think it's a real needed thing. And uh, it's, it's important to understand uh what organization can do for you from a business, even a business growing standpoint. So why don't you bring us up to speed kind of on your background a little bit, uh, where, you know, where you came in, where you're coming from, how you got into this, where you're going here for the future. Oh my God, you need to fasten your seatbelt because that's going to be a long story. <laughs> okay, okay, well, you, get... can, you can take as much time as you need, but you know, <laughs> we've got a lot to talk about, but we got some time. So let's get it done. All right, I'll try and listen, I'll fast forward for you two years ago, okay? Let's keep it short and simple. I was uh, having a midlife crisis. I was sitting in my car in the middle of winter and I was like, I hate my life. I don't feel good in my skin. I hate the person I see in the mirror. I'm in a toxic relationship. I hate my career. I was working in a pharmaceutical company at the time. I was just so unhappy. And I remember having a conversation with my friend. My friend was like, what do you want? And I stopped and I was like, I don't want to be here. I don't want this job. I don't want to be in this relationship. I want to be fit. I want to be healthy. I want to feel good. I want to have a job that I love and I wake up and I'm passionate about. And, um, and ever since I promised myself that I would take one step closer to that to move the needle forward every single day. And fa- fast forward after training with a personal trainer, hiring a business coach, um, working out every single day to build my business. Today, you're talking to the women that you're talking to. And um, covering a little bit the more business aspect of what I do, I launched this business because I was looking for a way to do something that I enjoyed doing, that I did naturally um, the second I woke up, and that was to organize my space. And there's a reason behind that. I do this because there's a time in my life where I was extremely disorganized. And surprisingly enough, people don't expect that from me now that I do this for a living. (laughs) 
but I was so disorganized that I used to find myself in my clutter. And there was one time I had um, a wave of anxiety that hit me and it made me realize that I can no longer keep going on like this. And so I reorganized my entire space all like all, all the way down to the tiny little meaningless sticky note that you'll find in your agenda, like every single thing. And then I sat down on my bed after hours and I thought to myself, whoa, that is what being in control feels like. And so fast forward pandemic time, people are working remotely and I realized there was a need for that and I had answers, hence why I launched a business. That's awesome. I mean, that, that is, that's the entrepreneurial spirit, right? That's, mm-hmm. there's a problem. You have a solution. Oh, Let's yeah. present it. And, and uh, as we talk about often, Mariana is whether it's a pandemic, it's a financial crash or whatever, there's still opportunity in this, you know, and to be able to find that opportunity in that a lot, you know, the great depression more more millionaires were created in that than any other time in history mm-hmm. in the country's history. So it's amazing that, you know, what, what you were able to find, and make this work. And I'll tell you what fascinates me because I like a an organized space, right? I think most people, when things stack up on the desk or you've got this clutter and you don't have a system to put things anywhere pretty soon. I know they say that, you know, a messy desk is a sign of intelligence. Okay. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I'm with you. I'm with you. I go, no, it's a sign of a messy desk. That's what it is. It's a sign of a messy desk. That's what's, that's what's a sign of. Okay. So, you know, not to be judgmental, but I'm judging. Okay. You're a slob. Okay. Let's, let's fix this. (laughs) But it's important to know where things go because I don't know if you ever heard this one. There was a Navy SEAL commander who gave this speech about making your bed first thing in the morning. Right? You want to be successful? It, yeah. yeah. So start your day, make your bed. Mm-hmm. I've done that since I was a little kid. Right. Wow. My, my parents would have a competition. <laughs> would have a competition to me and my brother who kept their room to clean for a month would win something. I crushed them every month. They, they oh, finally gave sure. up. They, they just stopped because my room was just, you know, perfect. And guess who became a Marine and everything else? Me. Okay. So I can, I can clean things. All right. But it's so cool when you're, when you're that organized, there's a feeling of, of peace. There really is. When you're sitting in that space, like you're saying, like you, you kind of were crazy about that and you did it down to the sticky note. Um, and I'm a big fan of sticky notes, but it's, it's where they're at and how they're used. Right. Talk to us about that. Talk to me about, you know, that, that space, like where you go from the, from the immediate space to the larger space and kind of, how do you expand that out? To go from a small space to a bigger space and how to well, like adapt with your items. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, so here's, here's how kind of you did it, right? You had a surrounding space that you wanted to mm. declutter, right? And you got good at that. So now you're helping others do that, right? Yeah. So from there, like, you know, the feedback from having a, a small space, say I've got, let's literally use a cubicle. Okay. I've got a cubicle everything's organized. I have a great workspace, you know, whether that's at home or in an office or wherever it is, I've got this great control workspace, but how does that, how does that for your clients, how does that move out from that space? How do you take it from there to kind of make it a kind of a life, a life uh, application? If I understand your question correctly, um, 
what I do is basically help people declutter their space firsthand so that we can um, reset their complete office and then re-implement a new system to help them uh, be and run their business more efficiently. Um, and so if I were to take a small cubicle and a person has, you know, a lot of folders stacking up on their desk and there's filing systems that are not being followed because they just don't have clarity. And there's, you know, all kinds of clutter everywhere around that is taking up a lot of space and energy to maintain. Then what I would do is actually start with the first step, as mentioned previously, and it is to declutter completely. So we take everything out. Once that's done, I usually, am, I usually take a look at what are like items that fits together that we can create a category for. And then once we do that, then I'm able to reinstall a new system based off of the flow of the entrepreneur. So the person is naturally more inclined to, and I quote, like I call it this, like this one step movement thing. So you kind of like take out one thing and you put it back and um, you don't like things to be too complicated. So a filing system for that person wouldn't work, correct? Right. So one thing I love about that is when you've taken out, you take out everything, right? Mm -hmm. So you're starting with a clean slate because I would imagine people have some, um, what do they call them? You, you, some separation anxiety, you know, or yes. they, they're holding on to the stuff that maybe really isn't important, but they think it is, you know? So I'm sure that's a challenge, right? Is that Absolutely. part of the, <laughs> part yeah. of the challenge? I have to have my special, you know, <laughs> whatever, my special coffee holder over here or my special this or that, you know, and I've always had this here. So it's gotta be a, gotta be a bit of a challenge. Absolutely. And that's why a specialist helping you with this, with this um, step uh, the purging process I call is the most important thing to do. Because if you were to do it on your own, you would find those natural excuses that you would normally tell yourself like, oh, I actually need that mug or I need that folder that I haven't touched in three years. You know what I mean? And so having somebody to keep you accountable and to tell you, no, you don't, you actually don't. When was the last time you used it? And then the person goes, oh, well, I haven't, I haven't really used it in a really long time. Okay, good. Why are you keeping it? Well, what if this happens or that happens? And I was like, well, how long, how, how many times have you told this yourself this thing and then never happened? And I was like, oh, you're right about that. And so slowly what that does is we are teaching them the ability to talk back to yourself and then ask yourself the right questions so that you can keep the right items in your space. And the reason why it's so important, and I bring it back to what I was saying earlier about um, about having a space that is not filled with clutter is that when you don't have a lot of items, then it's easy not to clutter your environment. Yeah, that's exactly right, right? What's one more thing when you got a pile of stuff? Mm -hmm. It's easy to throw on the pile because the pile's already there. Uh, yeah. Very good point. You know what I love, Mariana, is that you're you're getting into the mindset aspect too, right? You're starting to teach. You're actually teaching. Part of this is how to not not anyone come in and clean your house, right? But how do you keep it clean? Right? I could come in one time and clean your house, and it'll be amazing. But three days later, I come back. It's like I've never been there. Yeah, so, that's, that's 
actually one of the main problems a lot of entrepreneurs are facing is that they're hiring maids, okay, to come and clean their offices. But the thing that they don't understand is that the maid doesn't implement a system. She just cleans the surrounding, right? So she's going to put the pile of paperwork on top of each other to create a bit more space in your surrounding. But because there's no actual system in place, what happens is, well, when you use a paper and you don't know where to put it back, you put it on top of something. And then it just ends up piling up and piling up. And then a week later, you're paying consistently to have a maid declutter and I quote declutter which is not really the case your space and then you find yourself having to pay over and over again because it's not solving your problem your problem is that you need to undo a lot of the programming you have and you need to get rid of a lot of things that you don't need anymore so that it doesn't pile up again <laughs> yeah that's a that's really important and it's and it's like any other habit right we have to create a habit it doesn't happen because mm-hmm. you do it once Right. So you have to repeat the stuff. You got to kind of put it up a little higher on the list of being focused on to do this. So what happens when I mean, I'm sure you've you've had your experience. You go and you you declare, you organize and everything else. Is there do you have a basic time it takes before people really get the gist of what they're supposed to be doing? Or is it I mean, I'm sure it doesn't click right away with people because old habits are hard to break. You know, if they function that way and they got a busy life and stuff too. So what's kind of your basic, what are you seeing that, is it three weeks? Is it six weeks? Is it four months till someone gets the hang of it? Or is it kind of all over the map right now? You'd be surprised by my answer. Are you ready? I am ready. It's instantaneous. The second they walk into their new space, they usually go, oh, I never thought about that before. (laughs) And then they go, what? I could actually work in this space like this? Like it. I have a system like, and then I usually test them out. I go, okay, like pull out this document. And then they go and they pull it out. And I'm like, where are we going to put it back? And they just put it back right away. And I'm like, there you go. Easy peasy. Because there's a system. You know what it reminds me of? Do you remember when you were in elementary school? And they kind of created systems for you, right? You had a blue binder for X topic and a yellow one for X topic. And you knew exactly where each thing was designated to go to. But growing up, we're forced to create our own systems. And if we never took the time to sit down and understand the logistic behind creating a system, most of the time our systems fail. And so having somebody to kind of like re-implement a system, almost like an elementary school for you, for your business, makes it so that you're like, okay, this is where that document belongs to. And this is where this thing belongs to. And not only are you capable of understanding it very fast and easily, but Whoever works with you, your employees, they'll know where to put things back again. And the reason why I say this is because most of the time, depending on the person I work with, if a person is extremely disorganized by nature, I will create a labeling system as well. So the same way that when you go to the supermarket and you don't put a candy cane um, in the vegetable section because you just know it's obvious it doesn't belong there because there's a category in place and a system in place, it's the same thing. Whoever's gonna work in your office space will know, just like you, what belongs where. And that brings us to the, the whole idea of what I do for a living and how I can help an entrepreneur. And it is, I can help you save time just by doing that. So much time and lost productivity and, and, and wasted um, you know, time searching for things and files and and all of that. And that inevitably, in a way, saves you money, too. Yeah, indeed it does. You know, there's something, there's just, a, there's a beauty behind simplicity, 
right? Mm-hmm. A lot of times we have to take yeah. that step back, like you're saying, kind of the, the grade school thing, but those work. I remember I yes. started learning how to yes. play the piano. Yeah, I started learning how to play the piano as an adult. And so I went to this guy who does adult piano teaching mm-hmm. and totally lost. Couldn't, could I'm like, dude, I'm never going to play the piano, right? Oh, no. Then I met another guy who was a concert pianist and all this. And he's like, well, I said, could you teach me? He goes, yeah, I do lessons. And he gave me a book for like four-year-olds. And that's what we started it. But guess who was playing music after like the third lesson? Yeah. Okay, because he broke it down. And he's like, as I go, yeah, he goes, you can't start an adult at an adult level in music. It doesn't work that way. And he's like, you got to go. So I was like, it was amazing. You know, I'm playing a little piece of Mozart, you know, and in like three days, like it sounds like something. This is amazing. So a lot of times you have to take that step back. I love that and keep it really simple. And if you're, if you're, I like the way you're doing this. If your organizational system is based in simplicity, the compliance is going to be way easier. Like you're saying, it can be instantaneous. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. And I think that, like you said, when it comes to teaching something, anyone, any consultant, any person sharing their craft and their specialty needs to take into consideration that whoever is in front of them is hiring them because they don't know anything about that topic or else they would have, you know, they would have figured it out on their own. And so simplicity, absolutely, that's where that's where the secret lies. If you want somebody to be able to grow and, and kind of like absorb the information that you're teaching them, um, keep it simple. Yeah, so important. I think I, I always mention, I, I use this little saying, I go, assumptions should never be a part of any training system. Mm-hmm. You should never be assuming that someone knows this or they should know this. That's a, that's a disaster. Okay, now I get it. People are on different levels and they have basics. But when I'm training someone, I don't leave anything up to assumption. Yes. Because you'll, you'll lose every time. I didn't know that. Well, how am I supposed to you know all the time? I've experienced myself with people. They go, you're assuming I know this. I've never done this. So how can you assume that I'm going to follow you? Like, like you're skipping three weeks, three weeks worth mm-hmm. of training to get to this. You can't, yeah. can't put the cart before the horse kind of thing, right? And, you know, there's a lot of it as well that goes down to how um, actively are you listening to your your clients? And that's one thing that I like to, to I pride myself on it because in a way, I, I practice a lot of active listening and I'm non-judgmental. And I think that those are the two key things that can make a big difference and whether or not your client feels at ease vocalizing that they don't understand something because even sometimes when you do explain it and it's very simple and it's obvious and it's easy because they're struggling sometimes they might find it a bit more complicated to understand something that is very simple and that's totally okay but them having the space to vocalize it to you and tell you like you know what i don't get it (laughs) and having that that transparency present in the conversation well that's what allows you to really i would say um help them the best way you can yeah it's important that you're like you said upfront about that like the kind of there's no dumb question here Mm -hmm. because again when people aren't doing something well and they've hired someone okay i don't need to be condescended to right i don't need to be talked like i'm the dummy and you're the expert i already established that i'm paying you money okay there's no there's no question in your authority okay i get it but you know you gotta you gotta treat me like a human being here and understand my these are my limitations and look at this mess i'm sitting in and you gotta help me 
you know, so I really like that approach. It's very important that you're, that you're so open like that because they're going to, they're going to, they're going to gain more, right? They're going to learn more and they're going to get up to speed a lot quicker. Mm -hmm. And you know, a lot of people don't know this, but especially an entrepreneur that is like super disorganized often more than ever when they approach you, they're at a time in their lives um, when they approach me basically where they're actually ashamed of it. And so there's a lot of shame that is like a lot of emotional confusion where they're like, I don't, I'm there because I actually need your help but I'm ashamed of it. Like I, I don't, like they get to a point where they don't even want to show it to me at, at first. They're like, ah, oh, I don't think you want to see this. I'm like, that's what I do for a living. I <laughs> show it, you know? And, um, and I think that again, the, the whole non-judgmental aspect of it is, is key. You know, that's a really interesting insight, you know, cause I can, I can totally, I totally get it. Right. I understand like, because and I deal with this a lot, right? Because I consult businesses who are trying to escape the owner prison, right? Because they're shackled yeah. to their business. They're doing everything every day. So you can imagine the clutter, the mental clutter, the physical clutter, you know, the moving at the fast pace. There's no, my kids do this, right? They're, mm -hmm. they're, they're two feet from the garbage can, but they leave it on the counter, right? Because they're going on to the next thing. You know, they, mm -hmm. they leave the box of cereal out. They don't put it back in the cabinet. It's right in front of them. You know, so you, you get, you're on to the next thing, you know, like I honestly, this morning, my son opens this box of cheer or something, it spills, it just busts it all over the floor. So I'm sitting there, I got a little table in the kitchen, I'm working early this morning and he like pours the cereal and he's gone. I go, well, where are you going? So you're going to leave that on the floor. You clean that up. You're not, gonna, you're not going to eat. You're gonna, and he's like, oh, I was going to do it after. Oh, no, you're not. Cause you won't, you know what I mean? But that's kids. Right. So you got like, you teach, no, you spill it, you pick it up. Then you get onto the, the, the eating part, the good part. Right. So it's amazing, but it is the, the thing you're talking about the shame. I totally get that because what it does is it, it makes you feel insecure. Like, well, if I can't organize my own desk, how am I, how am I doing my business? How am I helping others? It's like that, you know, the old, you know, if you can't clean your own house, how are you cleaning others? If yours is filthy, how are you doing that? You know, it's, kind of, it's that interpersonal, like it's um, uh, congruency, right? You've got to be congruent. Like I'm clean. So you can be, I can help you be clean. You're organized. Like if you were not organized and you were helping people get organized, it'd be odd. Okay, mm -hmm. if someone actually saw yeah. your thing, so but I totally get that people are like because you get consumed in your business and things literally start stacking up on your desk. Absolutely. You know, it just and, and it gets and, and and those become walls, but they're not they're not walls to keep people out, they're walls keeping you in. They're like a little prison that you build for yourself because every day you see that pile of stuff that you don't get to, it's gotta be, I know it was for me, a reminder that you're like you're almost incompetent. You're unorganized. You're not finished. Look at this work. You can't even get to this. Why are you, you know, what, who are you to be in business? Right. You can't even take care of a stack of papers on your desk. So I totally get that. That's awesome. You know what? I'm happy you said that because there's one mantra that I live by. I have it on my website. I have it everywhere. I say it to all my clients. I say every single day, if you do not own your space, your space owns you. Yeah, I like that. That's and that's it because it does, you know. I mean, you've seen like hoarders, right? Stuff stacked to the ceilings, little aisles going through the through the house and stuff. You ever seen that stuff? I mean, that's like you can't even. I don't even want to climb into that mind, right? <laughs> that's I'm like, whoa! I just back up. That's that's way beyond my pay grade. But you know, you I know, can't work with. 
You know what makes people like that? I do not. I'm, I'm happy you gave the example of your, your kid, okay? And I'm, I'm going to tell you this really, really quick because a lot of children do that. And sometimes they grow and they grow out of it. Like I was that kid. Remember I told you my story? I was, I was always like, I used to find myself in my clutter. And it was fine. And then eventually you grow out of it. Like in your teens, you go, okay, it's not working for me. <laughs> Let me organize my space. And then you, you shift from that. But a lot of kids eventually grow up to be these exact adults. And let me, let me explain the, the, the mindset behind it. A, a child that like drops the cereal box and leaves it on the counter and goes, oh, I'll do it later. is going to do the same with everything else. Oh, I'm going to play video games. Then they leave the room and the bedroom is all messy. I'll do it later. But they're, they're going to develop the habit of, I'll do it later. And then what dad does, what, especially when you open a business, there's no entrepreneurs that, that entrepreneur that starts a business with a pile of clutter on their desk, correct? What happens is, I'll do it later. And then that's what transforms into something that's so big that they can't handle on their own anymore. Yeah, exactly. What I always tell my kids, procrastination leads to poverty. Mm -hmm. And they're lucky they have you because you're teaching them the right thing. Right. It's, it's, it's a big deal. And it's, you know, we, we all learn it, right. We all get to that point where we're going to get it to a later. And one of my books I wrote, you know, when's the best time to handle a customer, you know, uh, complaint. Mm -hmm. I go, there's one word immediately, Yes. right. That's when you handle it right Not tomorrow, not an hour from now, Right now, you address the problem immediately. And when you learn immediately, we call it din-din, D-I-N, do it now, do it now. That's what I always tell my kids. I'm like, din-din, do it now, do it now, do it now, do it now, right now, do it right now. You know, be, yeah. be a door, get the stuff done, you know, then it's finished, it's out of the way. You know, it's, it's a very, it's a very good point. My wife is super organized. Right. She's that. probably like you or better. I mean, it's like <laughs> we had, we had kids. Cool so we have these little bins for toys. I have six kids and they're all very young, all within you know three years of each other. So we had them. She always bins with toys and everything else. And the kids would play. And of course, our little kids, they don't put stuff away. So she wanted to teach them to put stuff away. <laughs> and she ended up taking pictures of each bin, like you know, the way they're supposed to be. And she'd print them and laminate them and put them on the front of each, each bin. Okay. And now I'm just going to, be totally i'm like you think that's really gonna work i'm like the kids don't care i mean they're little kids <laughs> but she was so like everything no you need to put these toys in here i go man i wouldn't i wouldn't even be doing that <laughs> okay i'm just throwing them in the bin so not on the floor you know because that was always about i'm about clutter she's about crumbs right and i always tell mm -hmm. people i go i don't like clutter Right. I don't like stuff in my walking space. I don't want stuff laying out. I don't want to see stuff, you know, and she's, she's that way too, but she's also about crumbs, meaning she wants it really clean. Don't leave a little bit of toast crumb on the counter. You will be in a lot of trouble. Okay. So, so it's, we're a good blend that way, you know, but, but it's, it's kind of interesting when you see someone who has, and she also homeschools her kids and has to set schedules and everything. So she's the person for that where I'm not, I'd be hiring you. Okay, do <laughs> myself so I would I wouldn't be doing it myself because I understand yeah. my limits. Now I, you can get better at stuff, obviously, just like you teach mm -hmm. people. But it's it's very interesting to understand the how procrastination ties into everything you're talking about and what you do. You know, I actually I just I just thinking of that like wow, you're actually like a you're a proactive like champion. 
You really are. You're a proactive champion. That's that's what you're doing. You're teaching people how not to procrastinate because those stacks are procrastination, right? And that leads to poverty. Who wants that? Right, we got to take care of that. Yeah. Oh, I like that. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. So, so what do you do? What? Let, let me just ask. I want to talk about like the 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 client relationship. Okay, for a minute, you know, so people bring you in and you're going to declutter whatever space. Where does this kind of stuff go? Where does it go? And I'm just sitting on the business end here. Okay, so let's talk about the actual business. We know the service and everything else. So because I'm always into are things scalable, not that everyone has to scale the business, but they should. <laughs> so I just, you know, where, where do you where do you go? With this I'm very fascinated in the whole concept of what this is, the service you're bringing. And I already in my mind, am seeing you know, the seeing the scalable path for what you do. So do you have any insight on that? Do you have any plans going forward? I know you're, you know, you're a couple of years in here, but kind of where are you, where are you taking the business? Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm taking it internationally. I'm, I'm very motivated. I'm inspired. And I know that I can help a lot of people doing what I do. And I have pretty good role models. I don't know if you know Marie Kondo or even get organized. They both have a Netflix show. Um, they both sell books, they both uh, affiliated themselves with uh, organizing uh, products and like they, they just, they scaled it, correct? And right now at the scale where I'm at at the moment, um, I've affiliated myself with um, a junk remover called Eco Deche, uh, located in Montreal. And what they do is that if I do deal with a hoarder or somebody who has a lot of things, then that would be, there would be obviously a purging process done. So the thing that I tell people is, that it, let's talk about this actually, let's do that. That way maybe if somebody's listening, they want to take the first step, that's what they would do. So the first step before getting organized, before doing anything is the purging, correct? And um, the purging is split into multiple categories, but each individual has their own. But most of the time, the remaining ones that I found are very common for each person is going to be garbage. <laughs> Let's start with that because there's items that they're just, they're just, they're, they've, they've been there and they just haven't been tossed and they don't serve a value or a purpose. Then we have recycling or shredding, especially when I'm working with an entrepreneur that, an entrepreneur that is very common recycling for recycling paper and shredding for any document that contains private information. And so already that, just incorporating these two, um, we've already reduced, I would say, a good 45% of your clutter, just by getting rid of the garbage in the bedroom or in the office or in the kitchen, and by recycling, shredding things that can be recycled and shred. Then there's a section to donate. And that is the most precious one I notice for hoarders because the reason why they keep their items is because they hold a sentimental value to them and they don't they don't feel comfortable throwing it or giving it away. So what they giving it what do I mean giving it like throwing it per point, <laughs> but giving it away is okay. That's what I was trying to say because then they get to share that value um, with someone else. So donating is actually. Um, a good alternative and it contributes to the purging process and last but not least um, to sell the item this is when the item has been sitting like you have a mixer sitting in your garage for about two years it hasn't been touched it still holds a lot of value and you figured let me make money with that so it would be an option um, into that process but scalability 
is it all starts with that and then dividing that process into um, ways that I can contribute. So for instance, I can affiliate with a business that does exactly just that. Then I can affiliate in the second, the third step, the final one where, where I'm adding a personal touch to the bedroom or the kitchen or the office with a designer and scale it outwards. I can affiliate with um, a warehouse to be able to um, provide my client with um, a desk organizer and an ergonomic chair and something for their screen so that they can elevate it and they can have a good posture while they're working. There's so many ways that this business can be scaled. There's no limits. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I see. And I like that as you connect with these other uh, resources that that's giving you leverage, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you're, you're, you're providing them with work, whatever your percentage may be from that and everything else, but now you're helping other businesses grow yeah. who, you know, we all know how that works. It's all about reciprocity, right? They're going to get the person that needs you at your level of expertise and vice versa. And it's a great way to scale together. It's all win-win for everybody. And cause like you said, you've got different, there's different demands for different people, mm -hmm. right? Like you said, some can have stuff to the ceiling. Some are just holding on to things. Some want to mm -hmm. sell it, you know, but doing all that, they have all those, those uh, avenues, to relieve them of the of the clutter donation and selling things and all that is really cool because again like you said you've got to really listen to your client you got to understand who they are mm -hmm. for one like really internally like really know that what's the purpose of this stuff and as you're doing it that probably comes up even more but i like that and from scalability like you said, there's, I mean, there'll be books to be written. There'll be, there'll be video to do. There will be, you know, case studies. And that, again, that's how you get your TV shows and everything else. So mm -hmm. I think you're going to have, you've got a great story already going into mm -hmm. this. So you combine your story with what you're building and building out. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of places for you to go with this, Mariana. It's pretty cool. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So on the, I actually, I'm kind of intrigued on uh, the one step that, that is just, I think, an ideal next step is the ergonomics aspect, right? You talked about it, getting the right chair, getting the right desk, doing that design layout. Um, I have a friend who's been doing it for 40 some years. He does office ergonomics, but he's like an architect designer and he's his whole specialty is ergonomics in the office place, you know, giant, you know, he does big corporate settings, everything else. And it's pretty fascinating. You know what I mean? There's a lot of science behind that. There's a lot of the whole thing, whether it's not just feng shui or something like that, but it's, it's about really creating a work environment so people can be their best, right? So they can function at hundred percent capacity, mentally, physically, you know, because you've been through the physical aspect of change and everything else that when people are their best physically, they're also their best intellectually emotionally Absolutely. right there's they're just their consciousness is is way elevated and they're able to function at a much higher level so even if they are healthy and in there but you give them a bad work environment it drags you down because you are what you surround yourself with just like mm -hmm. we said from the get-go you've got piles of stuff around no good right all the feelings the shame the this the confinement the inadequacy all that stuff but then that gets cleared up now. How are you going to function in that space? Hey, I'm a big stand-up get desk guy. Mm -hmm. Okay, I don't like sitting. So I do the stand-up desk thing. And I love it because I just like being up. I'm more energetic that way. I can do all my stuff that way. I wrote my whole book just standing at my kitchen counter, you know, just wow. writing, just writing every day. And I just, that that works for me. You know, some people need the right chair, the right desk, 
you know, things like that. So I, I see a real avenue for you to branch out into that mm -hmm. with your business. That could be just, I mean, that's a whole nother company. You know, I mean, you could you could spin it off and it'd be amazing, you know. But where yeah. but where it begins, what what I mean to say, Marianne, is that this is how great entrepreneurs operate, mm -hmm. right? They 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 see opportunity and then they exploit the opportunity, mm -hmm. right? They understand, and that for you, it's an ideal. As I talk a lot, is it's an additional, it's a stream of income, but it's still related to your overall mission. And that's what's important. A lot of people get distracted with something that's totally unrelated, some crazy opportunity, business opportunity, investment, and they, they get just thrown off the rails, right? They go chasing down some rabbit hole after something that has nothing to do with their main core business. But there's so many aspects of your business that I see already that are all linked. And this is what, this is, I think the power, and I'm sure you know this, but I'm just, I'm giving you a, you know, a second opinion here that there's a lot of power in your ability to scale this business in related areas, you know, that'll make you a real powerhouse. It's really cool. Thank you. Thank you. And, and I've, I've literally have a background, like I mentioned to you before, I have a background in business. So doing business for me is like it's it runs in my veins i remember i grew up going to my dad's restaurant and he would bring me every single day like most kids will play around no i was actually with my dad at his restaurant cooking cleaning managing staff at the age of like started at seven but went by the, the age of 12 i was already already knew how to manage a restaurant so it's it's just it always ran in my veins but to have that core purpose behind what I'm doing at the moment, it fuels me and it makes me want to expand it because there's a reason behind what I do. It's not just to operate. There's actually a lot um, involved in not only in, in aligned with my purpose, but also in helping people. So that kind of, it pushes me. And I love that. It gives me motivation every day. <laughs> Yeah, that, I mean, there's nothing better than having that purpose. You know, I mean, it really, really is it's a driver. You know, <laughs> I was just thinking, I, was, I keep thinking about your sticky note comment, you know, because I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you my sticky note story. Okay. So yeah, many years ago, before I was married and everything else, I was dating a, a woman. She was a yeah. big billing manager for a big company, you know, so super organized, you know, she just, you go to her office, it's just beautiful corner office. Everything was perfect. She's like, you had just done the place, right? If you came in, I mean, that's how she operated, right? So well, she came to my house, I had a second bedroom and I, mm -hmm. it was my office, you know, and I, like I said, I'm a fan of sticky notes. Okay. So you'd come in and there were sticky notes everywhere, right? Like on the wall and stuff. And she, she walks in and as too bad it's not big, she just looks, she just, her head's going, you know, left. She's like, oh no, 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 no this doesn't work <laughs> i'm just like no it does work it's really good i know everything it's just like no 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 you can't i can't even believe you can function like this because that girl was organized right i mean yeah. she wrote down i mean so but it just was funny i'm thinking it works great for me what are you talking about i just pulled this the yellow sticky note i got an orange one you know whatever <laughs> it was just kind of funny but i remember that that's when i first learned i was kind of disorganized you know but uh the room was clean but I just, you know, my my mental organization was a little bit off. So uh, it's kind of funny. So I always think about that whenever I see sticky notes. That's my my reminder. They have a, yeah, they have a place. I use them more for bookmarkers now. I stick them in and use them for a bookmarker. That's about all I use them for now. But uh, so where else do you see um, your 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 biggest advantages? Let's talk about that because again, on the business end, you know, what's your advantage over the 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 guy who hauls junk, right? 
So you got the junk guys. They'll come and take junk from your house. You know, so how do you, from a business standpoint, are you really separating yourself from everybody else who's doing from the maids, like we talked about, right? Because again, that which is a very, very great point. You're paying someone to come, you know, repeat, repeat, repeat. And I get it. Things get dirty every week and depending on what they do in your house, you know, they're cleaning it and it's good. It's, it's a good thing. Uh, but how do you compete with, you know, maid services, uh, other maybe organizational services, the junk guy, like you said, you know, the, the house wash guy and things like that. You know, how do you really define yourself as that, as that unique specialist? The way that I compete against all these different markets is that I'm very niched in what I do. And there's a reason why I say I'm a professional office optimizer and I specialize in this mainly. I do offer, obviously, the service, the residential and corporate, but I specialize in office optimization. And I target specifically overwhelmed entrepreneurs who feel disorganized by clutter. The reason why I'm that specific in my pitch is because I want whoever who feels triggered or called upon by my message to work with me and only me because I've called them so specifically. I'm like, you are the person I want to work with. And I feel like that's what helps me to kind of like um, step out from the, the big competition or the big, they call this like the, the pool of sharks, I guess, if that's how you can call it, because I'm not offering just organizing services. Services. If I were to do that, I would be competing with over 250 businesses in my surrounding only, only in Montreal. And that wouldn't be viable for my business. I would die very quickly. So my, my strategy was to stand out by offering something so specific that I'm, I'm working primarily with this person and then, well, guess what? This person also has, also happens to have a home, right? They also happen to have a bunch of other entrepreneurs that they know that I can help. And so what that does is that I can do one client and cover a bunch of other clients and I become the, I become the reference for that exact thing that I offer. And that's my way of signing out and offering what I do. That is so perfectly correct. Okay, well that's this is a big takeaway for everyone listening. Okay, that what you just said because we we preach this all the time too. You know that that niche, right? The riches are in the niches, but but more than that, more than that, okay, that's the way to go, right? That's how you're going to start to generate the best business. I mean, anyone can throw a wide net and get some business, but you want the best business, yeah. right? You want the best. You want the highest paying clients. You want the most appreciation for what you do. But here's what you said that's even more important. You're us. Office automation specialist. Cool, right? But like you said, then, hey, would you do my house? I got, do you do that? Well, sure. But you don't put that on the on the flyer, right? I'm this, 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 and this. I'm not a specialist in 10 things. I'm a specialist in this. The conversation will just come up. You'd be great at that one thing. Mm-hmm. The conversation is going to come up and you just say yes. You know, and that's how you grow, right? I love it because then, because what's the other advantage too, business-wise? You get to... Uh, you get to target your advertising, oh, right? Yeah, so way you, more you, easily. Right, you have incredible cost savings, mm-hmm. right? Because you're able to be very, especially today, days and social media and everything else, and the, the availability of data, you can really specialize and target that individual, that ideal avatar of yours. So I love that. That's a huge takeaway, Marianne. It's really, I'm, I'm glad you're doing that because pe- people need to understand this. They really do from business business aspect that everyone wants to throw this wide net and be all things to all people. I see it time and time and time again, you know, and you, you can't, 
First, you're not that company. You're not a Walmart. You're not, you know, a Target. You're not that, right? If you're a small to mid-sized business, the niche, especially if you're a solopreneur starting out, you're in a, you got to be in a niche, right? You got to hone that down because you're only going to handle so much to be with anyways. So why not get a, a more satisfied, higher paying client? You know, one client will, will pay you what three others would. So now you're a one to three ratio. Right? You only have to have one before the other way you had to chase down three. So critically important to have this as, as, as part of your business strategy. And I think you probably, for me, you'd always maintain that specialization because that's, that's your draw, right? That's how you build a name. That's how you get great. You know, you become the, the go-to person in industry for office automation. You know, so I love it. That's, that's fantastic. Thank you. So going on from there, where do you think, let me see, I'll say, where do you think? Uh, I'm just trying to, trying to word this correctly here. Uh, as you grow, what about, are you going to, let's talk about employees, team members, people that you can grow with. Uh, currently, are you working by yourself? Do you start putting on team members? Do you see yourself expanding where now you're going to make this duplicatable and teachable uh, you know, building these systems for people to come on board where you can stay the head, the CEO, the founder, and then let other people kind of take it and just follow your philosophies and your programs and your processes and get this done? Or what, what do you see happening? Absolutely. Actually, I strive on that and I love this. At the moment, I'm only alone. And there's a reason why I, tra I target, again, entrepreneurs. Because um, for me, organizing an office is, is very easy. It's like I specialize in it. I'm good at it. And I know it can be done in a, in a very specific amount of time. Whereas, for instance, when I take on a project, which is what I'm currently in the process of at the moment, is to work with a corporation that has been on for 25 years. Well, in that case, the second I get paid, then I'm hiring people. And I'm going to, you know kind of like act obviously as a leader and guide them through it and teach them how I do it the same way I would teach an entrepreneur how to do it. Um, but the, the leverage that comes from having somebody alongside with me makes me complete a project faster. And so that is definitely in the works, definitely in the plans and it's happening actually at the moment very shortly. Uh, but I personally find that it's more efficient when I specifically work with an entrepreneur and I'm doing an office because it's fast. Right. So I think if you're able to, you know, uh, create your system on how you do this, right, actually document it, right, however that is, whether it's video combinations that you can start, you know, bringing on those team members where people can now duplicate what you do, mm -hmm. you know, okay, I'm going to send out, well, I'm going to send out my best team member out to your office, we're going to work on this, you know, or you're going to get online, you're going to do whatever, because once they understand the process you've developed and designed, yeah. it's, it's awesome. And now, Again, instead of one client, you're doing two a day or four a day or nine a day yeah. or whatever it is. And yeah. it's a great way to expand. But I like that you're focusing on now doing it yourself and perfecting it. Because this is what a lot of people, they want to skip this process. You know, they want to skip this step. Like, you know, you got to get great at it. You yeah, got, doesn't mean you got, yeah. doesn't mean you take forever, right? You just got to be great at it. Yes. Then you have to document it. And then you have to make right. it teachable, trainable. And then you start to hand it over and they, I, but they skip that mastering section. I absolutely agree with you. That's actually the reason why I do it. Not only is it obviously faster, but it's also 
I want to be so good at what I do and develop a system that only I can um, teach, only I can provide. And, and then what that's going to do is that whoever shows up will be as good as I am. But in order for me to be able to teach it um, efficiently and, and have them, you know, cover as much as they can so that when they are on, you know, on site, they know what they're doing. I need to also have a lot of knowledge in the field and that comes with experience. Experience means I show up and I do it myself first. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, it's, I'm sorry. Uh, that's what's so important about kind of mastering your craft, you know, and that you understanding that, that, you know, that you, you become the number one, which is, is good. People don't, like I said, a lot of people don't understand the time invested. You know, they see people's success and they don't see the 10 years working behind the scenes they don't, or the five years or the two years or whatever it is. You know, every overnight success is a, is a 10 year journey. You know, people, you, they only see the, you know, here you are at the end. No one was there when you started. You know, I had that same thing with me. You know, people would, you're crazy to do this. You'll be back. Well, and I go, oh, whatever. And I loved to do my own thing and struggle and work and became a success, you know, and it takes time. But mm -hmm. I like, I like the fact that you're really mastering what you do. So you have a complete command of it. And that when you do get ready to hand it off, you're going to make that transition that much easier. You're going to be willing to do it for one. Second, you're going to have the system, the training system to make your people great and make them great quickly. Right. They get to be great quickly because you took your time and did it right. Yeah. See, and that that's the beauty of when we buy a system. Right. We didn't create the software system. Someone else did, but they didn't do that overnight either. They spent years oh, developing yeah. it, working out the bugs. Then you get the advantage of all their hard work. You get to plug it. Oh, look, it does all my accounting. How cool. You know, mm -hmm. so you're doing the exactly the same thing. So I want people to understand that. Your efforts as the entrepreneur, as the creator of this process, this system, this this uh, service, or whatever you're providing, once you've mastered that and you really are good at it, it's time to make the system, the coachable, trainable, hand-down, pass-off system. So now you can have 30 people do that in a heartbeat and not five years that you spent or whatever the number is. Right. So it's, it's very important to understand that. I'm glad you're taking that path because it just means, Marianne, that you're going to be successful and you're going to create longevity in your company. You're going to keep moving forward and keep expanding because you're doing things the right way. I think that's another big takeaway from all this. Thank you so much. And, and just one, one thing that I would like to mention, because there are women listening to this, um, I would like to share that message with them. As a woman, we were created to give birth. And let me explain real quick where I'm headed with this. If we are capable of creating life within our bodies, then we're capable of creating anything in the world and giving birth to any project and seeing it expand in the universe and quantum physics and in our current reality. And so for me, I think of a business just like a baby. I think of it as I'm giving birth to something and I was given all the proper tools to fuel it, to feed it, to make it grow and expand into whatever it could be. There's no limits as there's people who have dynasties. How do you think they made that happen, right? It started with nothing. And um, I just want to say that to any women listening to this podcast right now, 
is that we have been given the ability to give birth to anything and that anything is possible. And that if they ever have self-doubt about building a successful business, not to be because anything is possible. Yeah, very true. It is. And it, and they don't understand the work aspect, but if you don't quit, if you're able to persevere, you know, you go through it. I mean, it, it, it will happen. You know, but one other thing that I, I don't know if you've experienced this either, but we talk about this a lot. Um, you got to reach out for help. You got to get coaching. You got to get people who have been where you want to go. You got to, you, you know, that'll speed. You want to compress that time. I often talk about that time compression. Take my 30 years of business experience, use some of it and knock 10 years off of your journey. You know, 10 hard years, costly mistake years, things like that. They'll, they'll give you leaps and bounds. And that's how you accelerate to the top even faster. So really good point on that. But it is within all of us to, to, to if you want a business, it's within all of us to have a great business, you know, but just just remember, you usually don't do it alone. Absolutely. Okay, very, very seldom does anyone do it alone. Yeah, so very I, good. I wouldn't have have I wouldn't have the mindset I have today if I didn't hire a business coach. And I know that she's been on your podcast. I don't know if you know Amanda uh, Variantes. If you remember, she she did a podcast with you as well. So she was the act. She was the one that taught me get niched. If it wasn't for her, I probably would have made the same mistake everyone's doing. You know what I mean? So I I do one hundred percent stand by that. Absolutely. My reason behind why I said what I said is because most of the time we end up doubting ourselves as entrepreneurs, especially in the first, in the beginning phase when we're first starting, there's a lot of challenges that come our way. Like you said, a lot of people told you, right? Like, oh, no, like give up on that. It's not worth it. It's not going to do it. And they end up being successful. But that doubt that creeps in into your, your consciousness, it makes you want to pull out the seed you planted. You know what I mean? And there's a quote that I love, 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 love. I read from a book called uh, from from a book called I believe the seven laws of success from Deepak Chopra I'm not too sure if that's the title but it is from Deepak Chopra and he says in every seed lies the possibility of a forest let that sink in yeah very true I mean people need to understand that and no seed grows you know there, it takes nurturing right it takes water mm. it takes sunlight it takes it takes care you know, you've got, you've, you've got to take care of, you got to get that thing to break through the soil and then it begins yeah. to grow, you know, it so that, fate. yeah, it's exactly. Fate too. Because yep. to be resourceful, right. You mentioned earlier that being resourceful is important. Like you grow with people and I absolutely stand by this to be resourceful. You have to have faith that this seed will eventually grow into a forest. If you feed it, if you water it, if you grow it, if you put in effort and energy into it, but if you, from the get go, believe that that seed will amount to nothing, then you won't put the effort and then you won't reach out to people. And then you won't ask people to, to help you grow your business. You won't work the crazy amount of times that entrepreneurs need to work to grow their business and be successful. And so it all starts with having faith as well in yourself and your ability to do it. Yeah, that's so, so good. What a, what a great message to close on. Right. That is, that is just, that's powerful. People need to remember that. And that's a daily reminder. Okay. And because you're going to have your ups and downs, just like you said, but it's to have that faith to nurture that seed and make this stuff grow. It's all worth it in the end. And that's just enough said on that. So Mariana, it's been so awesome having you on. The time just flew by. <laughs> I'm just looking like, wow, we really talked about organizing for a long time here. This is yeah. very cool. Yeah. So it's, but this is fun. And I'm so glad you're out there. 
and doing the business the way you're doing the business. I'm super impressed by your your approach and your your dedication to your craft and your focus, your niche and everything else. You're doing so many things right. And I hope you continue to do that. Continue you know, getting help, growing, growing. I, I, I'm excited to watch you grow your business and become all the things that I already see are I, I'm great at seeing potential. <laughs> okay, that's that's a gift I have, you know. So so you've you've got you've got a lot going on there, and I and I'm I'm glad you're taking the approach you are. So it's really awesome. So let me ask, let me have you do this as I do with all my guests. Give us give our, give my listeners a way to follow you, get in touch with you, whatever you want to do, websites, whatever you have, give them to them. I'll put them all in the show notes as well, so people can go in there and get the links and everything else. But go ahead and share that so people have an opportunity to get uh, get in touch with you. Absolutely. So you guys can follow me directly on LinkedIn. That's the place that I'm the most active. I share a lot of tips and tricks about office optimization. Um, So you're going to get a lot of value on there. My name on LinkedIn is Mariana Tudor, M-A-R-I-A-N-N-A and Tudor, T-E-U-D-O-R. You can also find me on Instagram. Uh, My name is Mariana Tudor on Instagram as well. I have a podcast called Be A Voice, Not An Echo, where I share a lot of insights on um, just being yourself amongst a lot of noise and just standing out and, and be proud of who you are. And last but not least, if ever you are curious about what I do and you have questions, you can schedule your first free consultation with me. It's a whole 30 minutes where I will be listening to your needs and what you 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 want and what you aspire to have in your office space. Um, on my actual website, which is Harmony Official at excuse me, harmonyofficial.mykajabi.com. Thank you so much, Richard, for having me onto this platform. Honestly, I'm I'm super grateful. And we had an amazing conversation. I can't wait to share it with a lot of people. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, a lot lot of ways to get to follow you and get in touch with you. I love that too. That's really important. Uh, Yeah, you're doing a great thing. It's I'm I'm excited for you. And again, I'm excited to watch you grow. So thanks for taking taking time out of your schedule to be with us today. Love sharing the message. And uh, we'll have you back because I know as you grow, I'm going to want to get caught up again and see what (laughs) new things are happening. So we'll, we'll be doing this again for sure, Mariana. So appreciate the time. Thanks again. My pleasure. Looking forward to it. Thank you for listening to the E-Top Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, and if you liked what you've heard, please leave a great review for us. Your subscription and review helps us reach more people so we can show them how to escape the owner prison. Also, check out the links in the show notes about today's guests and more ways to connect with E-Top on social media. Stay strong and keep moving forward with your business.